What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Mookie Finance Show YouTube channel, and welcome to all of you podcast listeners as well that are catching this on the replay. Tonight, uh, we got another one-hour episode lined up. We're going to be doing it live uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time for now. Maybe that might change later on. I still don't know. I'm still going to work with the time slots, obviously, as we get more followers on this channel. Uh, maybe we'll do a morning uh, a week as well and test out maybe 9 or 10 a.m., see how that works, and we'll kind of alternate. So uh, tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit of a play on words, but if you guys know uh, Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, one of the probably top 10 books on... Um, investing mentality uh, that I read. I'm going to be doing a play on that tonight, uh, kind of using myself as the example. So rich me, poor me, um, to kind of show you how my mentality has changed basically over the last four years. Um, I used to be somebody who lived paycheck to paycheck. I used to be somebody who had a lot of debt and I used to be somebody who loved to uh, spend money. Uh, and um, I've uh, slowly over time now changed to somebody who prioritizes uh, obviously investing and saving for the future and uh, doesn't really spend as much as I used to. So that's going to be sort of uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, I am excited to uh, show you just how uh, my thinking has changed over the over the, the last four years and kind of why it's important to have a mentality shift because a lot of the times, you know, we can learn everything there is to learn about personal finances, about investing. But if you, if you, if you're not right up there, unfortunately, all that knowledge, it doesn't equate to anything. So the first thing that I want to talk about in, in this uh, 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 series of steps that I'm going to introduce you on how I became better with my money is uh, the rich me started to live more frugally. Uh, and, what I mean by frugally is not not that I'm a penny pincher or, or that I look to save uh, money everywhere I go, but I'm a much more thoughtful in how I spend my money and I think about spending before I do it. Um, and I try to live a modest lifestyle. I don't. I buy you know ten dollar twenty four packs of beer versus you know spending uh, ten dollars on a on a six pack of a craft beer. Um, the for me the the value added from that it doesn't add up uh, so when you when you add all those little things together and things that I do um, that's how I become uh, with this mentality to live frugally versus the mentality I used to have was poor me this was me uh, when uh, I didn't care about uh, spending I didn't care about my future I just cared about the here and now uh, poor me was all about spend 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 and. That can only work for so long, right? Like you can spend, 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 and you're either going to spend your way into debt. If you have a high income, you can spend, spend, spend until you lose the high income. Or maybe you spend, spend, spend until, I don't know, something in your life like a, a disability or a medical event happens that really sets you back. So um, I think a lot of people that have a poor mindset are uh, or tend to be spenders and consumers. And uh, a lot of people that have the... Um, rich mindset tend to be more frugal, more modest, and, and tend to value the things they have. And they also tend to not spend money on things that don't bring them value. Um, the next thing that happened is uh, in my mind shift is that rich me said, I'm in control. So whatever happens to me, I'm in control. 
whether it's good or bad, it's my fault. Um, and that took a long time, right? Because on the flip side, the poor version of me says, well, I'm the victim. Everybody else is to blame around me, but it's not my fault. Um, so it's hard to build this mentality where you say I'm in control and everything that happens is my fault. But of course, over time, I got really good at doing that. I got better and better at doing that. And eventually now I'm to the point where everything that I do is 100% me. I don't look for uh, shortcuts. I don't look for the government to bail me out. I don't look for any special circumstances. I put it all on my back and I'm in control of my own destiny. So um, not to get political or anything, but playing the victim mindset doesn't really help you get ahead in life. It really helps you learn how to blame other people for maybe potentially mistakes that you've made. Um, I get it. We don't all have a fair shot. We don't all have an equal shot. But you know, someone like me who came to this country as a refugee in 1997, I came from, if you guys follow the news and see everything that's going on in Afghanistan, the similar thing was happening in the country that I came from uh, back in 1992 to 1995. So I came from those type circumstances, uh, came as a, as a war refugee child. I was only seven or eight years old. So I didn't have the best of circumstances, right? And I could have used that and said, okay, well, you know, life's got it against me and, and you know, I'm not meant to succeed, but I didn't. Uh, if anything, I use that as, as, as fuel to the fire to help me get better. So that's definitely, you know, one thing that having a victim mentality could potentially drag you down long term. I know it feels good to blame other people, but sometimes, you know, you have to look yourself in the mirror and, and you have to blame yourself. Uh, the next thing that Rich Me started focusing on is financial independence. So financial financial independence is 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 a uh, I guess a flashy word, if you will, uh, that uh, a lot of uh, financial media YouTubers use as FI, you know, becoming financially independent. But uh, really, what financial independence means to you, or maybe to me, could be two very different things. So when I started focusing on financial independence, I wanted to one uh, have enough money so that I can retire early, and two, the reason I want to retire early is because uh, I want to buy back my time and do a lot of the stuff that I can't do now as I'm building my wealth. So me and my wife are avid travelers. We want to travel the globe, but it's kind of hard to travel and have a full-time job. Uh, there's only so many times, you know, you can uh, tell your boss, hey, I'm going on a three-month uh, hiatus, uh, pencil me out uh, out of the schedule for the next three months. So, you know, it's it's important to me that I become financially independent so that I have the choice to do that. And over the years, especially starting uh, with the debt repayment in 2018, my long-term mindset was financial independence. Uh, even though I was not investing at that time greatly like I am now, I still had the mindset of financial independence is, is what I'm striving for. So I think that's very important. Uh, if you want to have a rich mentality, you have to have that mindset. What are you striving for? Why do you want to become rich? Because if you just want to become rich to have Lambo money, I think you'll quickly learn, one, that there is no meaning behind that, and two, you'll probably blow that money really quick. Um, the poor version of me uh, back in 2015, 2016, instead of thinking about financial independence, he was thinking about social status. Now, there is some people that might argue, well, you know, wealth could be defined by social status, and that's up to you if that's very important to you. Apparently, to me, it was very important in 2016 that people perceived that I was wealthy. So uh, if I had the brand new car, if I had the newest phone, if I had that you know shiny motorcycle that I only rode six times a year, but I had it, um, if I had a nice uh, a condo, 
if I was able to go out and get bottle service, if I was able to go out and, you know, go to these fancy dinners, I thought that's how uh, wealth was perceived and how uh, it was so important that people understood that I was wealthy by doing those things. And I think that set me back more than anything because I wasted probably the, the best years I would have ever had earning wise um, trying to impress other people who at the end uh, either are not friends with me anymore or they just didn't care. You know, people don't care. They got their own life going on. They could care less about uh, you know, the brand new watch that you got, the brand new car you got, it doesn't do anything for people. So I think, you know, understanding that social status or, or any anything that has to do with materialistic things is not really uh, what you should be after. Uh, and especially if that's what you're after, you might have a poor mentality that might keep you indebted or poor the rest of your life. Now, Rich Me prioritizes retirement accounts. Uh, this is something that uh, in 2015, 14, um, yeah, I knew what they were. I knew I had to have a retirement account, but uh, I never understood how to prioritize it. I never understood that a retirement account was supposed to be my main focus. It was always uh, somewhere on the back burner. You know, yeah, I know I need to have a retirement account and save for the future and all that. But let me uh, set that to the side and, you know, I'll get to that bridge or uh, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Uh, and the reason I wasn't able to prioritize retirement accounts is because I prioritized new cars. So the poor me, again, being very materialistic, chasing clout, chasing social status, said, you know, if I'm going to hang in the circles that I'm hanging, I better have a new car every couple of years. And that's exactly what I was doing. Now, this is also another mentality of uh, you probably might have heard before of keeping up with the Joneses um, or lifestyle inflation. Both of those apply to me. I think as I progressed in my career early on after college, I was a uh, truck driver. So there was nothing fancy about that. Uh, over the road truck driver is not really the most uh, uh, flashy or luxurious career. So I didn't really uh, care about um, any of these things. But then once I progressed and started working on uh, with uh, different inner circles, whether it was in banking or on the engineering side, all of a sudden, the people that I was hanging with my coworkers, they had these things. And of course, I had that income at that time making roughly about $140,000, $150,000 a year. Um, I had to sort of keep out with them. So if we went out to dinner, I didn't want to look like the weak link uh, who couldn't order, you know, the, uh, the $150, $200 porterhouse steak. And I was over here getting um, a, uh, a New York strip for a 30, or not a New York strip, a, um, a flat iron steak or something like that. Something, you know, that uh, all my coworkers would look down upon, or maybe I couldn't pull up to their house in a car that didn't look as impressive as the cars they had in their driveway. So a lot of that stuff, again, the more money you make, it's such a weird thing. And I know, uh, I don't know uh, for those of you that are watching, how many of you guys can relate, but if you've ever had a high income or, or a job that's kind of got a status attached to it, whether you're a doctor, uh, engineer, lawyer, I think you probably could relate that there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of keeping up with the Joneses. There's a lot of clout chasing. There's a lot of a look at me, a look at the next flashy thing that I have. And uh, this unfortunately kept me poor in my best earning years. Um, if I would have capitalized on this in 2014, 2015, 2016, I would have been way further ahead than I am now. Uh, but instead, I guess it was a hefty uh, fine or a lesson that I had to pay that would uh, finally teach me, hey, this is not the way. This is how you stay poor. 
Um, the next thing that Rich Me learned, and this is why I'm broadcasting here to the world, is to follow your passion. So uh, following your passion has a, a lot of benefits. One is um, it's more fulfilling. It's what you want to do. Uh, especially, I mean, you have to first figure out what your passions are. Sometimes, you know, if you're if you got bills uh, and you're in debt up to your eyeballs, you probably don't have time to think about your passions. You, you got a, a more pressing issue in front of you. But what I've learned, especially now in 2019, 2020, and 2021, as I've become debt-free, as I've started to build my assets up, is now I have options and I can pursue those options without having to worry about um, my paycheck stopping or maybe not making money for a year or two. It's okay. I, I'd rather follow where my heart says to go. And even if that doesn't work out, let's say this whole YouTube thing in a year from now doesn't work out and you never see me on YouTube again, guess what? I tried it for a year. I can go back to the workforce and get a job like that. I'm pretty sure any company will hire me right now, uh, probably in a heartbeat without an interview. That's how badly they need workers. So, you know, it's important to understand, you know, once you have that rich mentality, you can do anything you want to do. Um, and, and it really starts with building that foundation, getting out of debt first uh, so that you free up uh, where your income's going. Two, once you start investing and building assets, all of a sudden those assets grow and produce you income if that's what you want. Or maybe they're just having capital appreciation and you can end up uh, selling them in a few years and using that to live off or whatever the case may be. But it gives you options. It gives you freedom. The poor me was the uh, complete opposite. The poor me would just follow the money. So after college, I graduated with a business degree and it was rough. It was 2012. The financial recession just happened. Of course, uh, my first year of college is when it started to happen in 2008. But um, by the time I graduated in 2012, there really was no jobs for me in finance. There was no jobs for me in business management. Uh, a lot of the people that took these jobs were people that got laid off uh, in 2008 and 2009. So I was competing with people that had experience that I didn't have. So right off, right out of school, I said, well, okay, I can take this like entry level uh, finance job and make $35,000, $40,000 a year, or I can go follow the money and go drive a semi truck for $80,000, $90,000 a year. And I chose to drive the semi truck. And uh, again, that's me following my money. It wasn't really me following my passion. It's it's a tough job. It's a dirty job. And it's a job that keeps you away uh, from home for a long time. But that's what I chose. Same thing um, later on as I progressed. I said, okay, well, you know, maybe I have an option here if I... Uh, sort of go back and, and get some certificates, I could potentially go in into the construction management field. And that's what I ended up doing. Uh, of course, chasing money, not knowing that, you know, working uh, 60 to 70 hours a week is mandatory. It's not optional. And the option is uh, it's optional to work at maybe 80 or 90, but 60 to 70 was the norm. Again, I was chasing the money and not really caring about anything else, how that job made me feel, uh, how stressed it made me. None of that mattered because it was chasing the money. So uh, that's a poor mentality to have as well, because eventually, you know, once you start chasing money, you're going to realize the more money you chase, the, the the less of it that you have. And it's such a weird thing. I don't know if the, this is the universe's uh, weird way of getting back at us and punishing us, but the greedier we usually are, uh, the less we have and the more giving and, and, and the more, uh, I guess, thoughtful we are with our spending, usually the more we have. So it's kind of funny how that works. Um, another rich me mentality now that I've learned is to build wealth slowly. 
very, very slowly. Um, I, I don't need the 50%, 100% gains in a year. Um, people that uh, try to sell you that type of narrative have a poor mindset. They, they just don't, they're not there. They don't understand. They have not matured yet mentally to understand what it's like to build wealth. And that's okay. I don't want to make fun of anybody and say, hey, maybe, you know, they're, they're going to graduate there eventually. But what I learned uh, as I was building assets over a quarter of a million and now approaching 350,000 is the slower you do it and the more that you understand what you're doing, this is the big kicker. You have to understand what you're doing when you're building wealth. You can't just uh, follow a YouTuber. This is me. You can't just follow me and expect to replicate what I've done. Uh, what I've done is, is, is special to me because they're my circumstances. You don't have the same income as me. You don't have the same debt as me. You don't, nothing about me and you is the same. So yes, while you can learn a lot of principles from me and stuff that's time tested that I try to teach, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. So uh, I learned later on to build wealth very slowly, conservatively. And, and it's more important to me now to uh, make sure that I'm building wealth uh, at a pace that is sustainable ver and has minimum downside versus uh, YOLOing into a AMC call option uh, with you know twenty thousand dollars and saying, "Hey, this thing's going to short squeeze," right? That's it's kind of silly, um, and that that leads me to the poor mentality and and what I see a lot online uh, on YouTube on Instagram is people that have this get rich quick idea in their head, and uh, I I know it sounds good. I know it's it's like this dream. It's like the lottery ticket. It's like you know, you, you see the guy that, that, that hit that, hit those lottery numbers and you're like, that could be me. And we all daydream about that. Uh, so it, that type of daydreaming has now made its way, uh, onto social media and it's made its way with these people talking about, uh, pre-revenue companies. They're going to 30 X in six months, or, uh, AMC is going to have this short squeeze where the stock price is going to be $500,000 or, uh, crypto is going to be, uh, I don't know, worth six, six hundred trillion dollars. It's going to be it's going to replace all the currency in the world, uh, even though nobody really uses it for currency. But that, that that's beyond the point. Uh, people live in this get rich quick, get rich now. It's going to happen. AMC is going to short squeeze. I mean, AMC has been short squeezing since January, I think, but it's going to short squeeze. Right. It's It's going to happen. So you know, people have, it's such a poor mentality and, and it's going to keep you poor. You people are going to lose a lot of money. And I hate to say this, and I hate to sound like someone that uh, uh, is kind of looking above everybody else and smirking down on you. But I think you're going to need to lose a lot of money to learn your lesson. Um, because I kind of went through this myself in 2018, playing around with crypto, playing again, playing with stuff I don't understand fully. And I got burned and I, I played around with hype stocks and I got burned. It took a while for me to get that index mentality, and it took a while to to understand. You know, you build wealth slowly. You don't try to do it by get rich quick. But that's it's such a poor mentality. So if you see somebody, and let this be sort of a public service announcement, if you see somebody, whether it's on social media, on YouTube, Instagram, I don't care what, if they're pitching you this next twenty x thing or Grant Cardone ten x please just ignore that stuff. I mean, it's a, it's, it's such a poor mentality to have and you're going to learn the hard way. If that's what you want to do, then go ahead and do it. But I'm, I'm trying to save you guys the time, the pain and, and trying to have your wealth building process start now 
uh, versus, you know, learning the hard way like I did for, for two years fumbling around on Robinhood and, you know, starting with, with a few hundred bucks and building an account to 5,000 only to lose half of it for no apparent reason. But again, it's up to you. If you guys don't want to listen to me, don't listen to me. The next uh, mentality that I started developing uh, to get uh, have this rich mentality is to build multiple income streams. Um, it's so scary to think what one income does. And, and of course, the poor version of me worked one job. I, I, I went to school, got a college degree so that I could work that one job that paid a lot of money. And I got that. And then I lost that. And that's when I learned having multiple income streams is way more important than having that one job that pays you six figures. Maybe, yeah, that job was paying me $140,000 a year, but it got wiped away like that overnight uh, versus having multiple income streams in which now uh, I'm lucky to have this, but you know, I have uh, my business, I have the YouTube, I have the podcast. Uh, of course, I now even have the uh, private membership side. I uh, have my wife who's still working. Um, and then I have my investments If and then I have uh, real estate. So if, if you want to add all that together, those are like five or six or seven different income streams that come in. Some of them I use as cash flow and some of them I don't. So like my business, all the uh, revenue that comes in, of course, after my operating expenses, my net profits, I use as cash flow to pay my bills and live. Um, same thing with the YouTube income. I either reinvest it back in the business and equipment or I use it to live. And some of the other things like my investments, um, even in my taxable account, I don't touch those. I just reinvest those back into the investment to make me more money. But it's so important to understand that multiple income streams are almost a requirement if you're going to be uh, rich and if you're going to be wealthy. If you're just working one job, and I think this comes out uh, if you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. This is the whole premise of the book. Um, if you go to school to, and I'm not knocking school. I have a college degree and I, I think everybody should strive to have a college degree. But if you go to school with the idea of I'm going to get this one job that's going to make me a boatload of money, um, that's so dangerous to having no job. And I felt that in 2017 when I lost my job is uh, everything that my work, my entire world revolved around this job. And when I lost it, I really had a wake up, uh, uh come to Jesus moment that said, Hey, Moki, uh, this is not good. And I finally understood that I had to diversify and I had to get more income streams. So that's like saying, you know, it's the same as investing terms. If you have one job, that's like you're invested in one stock. Um, and you got all your eggs in that one stock. And yeah, maybe that stock was Tesla and it's done really well. But you got all your eggs in one stock uh, versus diversifying and, and having multiple different uh, income streams and assets that produce income or future potential income. So that that is a very important thing. The other thing that my rich self started doing is I started prioritizing my time. So before and of course, you probably know what the poor version of me was doing. I was wasting time and I was procrastinating. But when I learned to prioritize my time, a lot changed for me uh, mentally and a lot changed uh, as far as my happiness. So now I'm in a position where I can say, no, this is not worth my time and I'm not going to do it. So for example, this, this is a great example. This uh, second channel that I started that I'm testing out if I see, you know, six months from now, this channel is not doing anything and nothing's happening and I feel like I'm talking to myself, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to say, well, this is not worth my time. I'm going to go allocate my time and, and, and my knowledge 
and, and use these resources that I've acquired and do something else. Uh, versus um, the poor me would have probably never even started a channel in the first place. Uh, the poor me would have said, yeah, I'd like to start a channel. Then I'd just think about it and forget about it and never start one, right? I would be a talker. I would say I would have all these dreams and things that I wanted to do, but I never did them because I would always uh, waste my time, uh, whether it's uh, you know on my phone or watching baseball games. And I still love watching baseball. I'm about to watch the game after this uh, live stream, but it's different now when... It's me prioritizing my time and saying, this is what I want to do. Uh, back then, it was just me procrastinating and saying, well, you know, I'll just put it off till tomorrow. I'll get to that tomorrow. I'll get to that next week. And uh, next week, would come and go. And it never, never uh, came to fruition. So it's so important that you understand that you need to start prioritizing your time, whether that's uh, what you do for work, whether that's family time, uh, your free time. Or, or maybe having time uh, in the day set aside to have some creative thinking and, and to come up with business ideas or to come up with uh, maybe just reading a book. You don't even have to come up with anything. You, if you don't want to be a creative type and create stuff, and if you just want to sit back and educate yourself and read, then do that. But it's important that you prioritize that versus you know waste your time and, and procrastinate. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big lesson that I learned. Now, the next one is probably even bigger uh, that I learned with the rich mentality, and that is to delay gratification. Uh, this is is so underrated in, in these times with uh, everybody basically saying, I deserve this and I deserve that. Um, delaying gratification is one of those things that you it's a learned skill. You have to learn it. I don't think we're born with it. And if you are born with it, uh, congratulations. It took me a long time long time to learn how to delay gratification. Um, of course, the poor me had the mentality of, I deserve this. Um, I have a six-figure income, so I deserve a brand new you know, $10,000 motorcycle. I deserve this. Uh, of course, me now says, okay, maybe, okay, even if, if I deserve it, maybe I can wait a couple of more years until you know something else is, is filled in first and then I'll get this. And maybe a couple of years rolls by and my perspective has completely changed and I don't want that thing. And, and, and that's what delaying gratification says. I'll, I won't spend money today uh, and I'll put it away here in, in my retirement account or put it away towards debt so that later I can have a bigger, brighter future uh, versus I deserve this now. I want it now. That's childish behavior. If, if you can't have uh, if you can't have basically the mentality of my future is more important than anything else and I need this now, 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 then that's kind of how a child behaves. And if that's how you want to behave, that's perfectly fine. But uh, you're probably not going to get very far in life. And then the last thing that I learned and I'm still trying to learn is discipline and structure. And this is important because discipline allows you to basically uh, – have this repetition about your life when it comes to building wealth. And it, it's almost like you put your blinders on and nothing around you matters anymore. So whatever's going on around you, I could care less. Um, I got uh, people doing FOMO and YOLO. I don't care. Got people saying you're missing out on crypto. I don't care. You know why? Because I have the discipline and structure in my life uh, that I have learned how to build wealth. I am building wealth. I'm on the path to becoming a millionaire 
why do I need to listen to you that I'm missing out on something? I, I can miss out on a thousand opportunities. I could care less because my focus is, is what's working for me. If you think, you know, FOMO and YOLO work for you, then that's fine. Do what you got to do and I'll do what I got to do. Uh, but I, I, in, in real talk, I think FOMO and YOLO are really a poor mindset to have that will pe- that will keep you poor because whenever you, whenever you have the fear of missing out, um, that seems like almost like, um, uh, when you, when you got the, uh, the peak of any investment, right? Whenever there's FOMO, uh, as you see an investment going up, uh, Tesla, AMC, uh, Bitcoin, whatever the case may be. And all you hear about is, uh, you know, don't miss out, don't miss out the next best thing. Um, when you FOMO into something like that with no, uh, reasoning behind it outside of you just don't want to miss the next big thing, thinking that it's the last and final opportunity you'll ever get in life. What usually happens is you're going to say, well, YOLO, screw it. I'm going to put in this 5,000 that I have to my name into AMC stock or AMC call options, AMC to the moon. And what happens is when you don't do it with discipline and structure is this uh, doesn't work time and time again. It might work once. You might look like a genius, but time and time again, FOMO and YOLO, uh, they've never been sound ways to build wealth. The way you build wealth is with structure and with discipline. You have structure and you say, this is the investment strategy. You lay it out. For example, I, Moki 3 strategy. I'm 60% stock U.S. stock market, 20% U.S. small value, 20% total international. That's my structure. My discipline is I freaking stay in the investments that I structured for myself. My discipline is when small cap value is red, I don't abort ship and leave small cap value. Same thing if international is red. I don't abort ship and leave international. Same thing when the total U.S. stock market's red. I don't abort ship and leave the total U.S. stock market. I have the discipline to stay uh, with the structure that I created for myself. And the structure that I created for myself, I think, is probably the best way to build wealth. Now, of course, that's biased. That's what I think. And that's what's worked for me. It might not be the best way. I don't think there is such a thing as the best way. Uh, but if you really want to have a rich uh, mentality, create some structure in your life and have the discipline to follow through and keep that structure. Uh, so that's going to be it uh, for tonight's show. Uh, let's check the comments here real quick. Uh, we got David Jones in the comments. He says, I'm in trouble. I have to be right upstairs. Uh-oh. Sounds like David uh, might be in trouble with the wife. Uh, says, got a jet, but good stuff as always, Mucky. One question I have for you. How's your podcast doing? I think it's going to the moon. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, the podcast is going to the moon. Um, honestly, uh, David, uh, it's 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 going well. I mean, it's it's like with anything when you when you build it from scratch, it takes time. Um, I've been on my main YouTube channel now, going on about two years. October is going to be two years. Um, I remember for the first uh, almost year, I think I had like a thousand subscribers and I was getting a couple of hundred views. Same thing with the podcast. It's jumped up now. I think uh, this past uh, past month, it's crossed over 2000 uh, listens uh, for the month of July or no, for the month of August. I'm sorry. We're still in the month, but the month's almost uh, rolling uh, to an end. But, you know, I, I wasn't as frequent with the podcast before. I would kind of, uh, you know, upload there once a month or once every other month. Now I'm doing weekly content there. So I will commit, of course, to this 
uh, channel and the podcast uh, for at least the, the end of the year. Of course, I got a little one on the way, so he might consume a lot of my time. So we'll see how, again, how we're going to play these live streams. We might do them in the morning, might do them in the afternoon. A lot of you might catch it on the replay. Um, so that's all I have for tonight's episode. I'm going to go ahead and knock a few cold ones down, catch the Cardinals Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Pirates game. And, uh, until next time, guys, remember move obstacles, keep investing.